Right, welcome back everybody. Um, you're here to the Moments podcast. Um, I'm Luke. Uh, we've got Jonathan from Amplify here today. Um, we're super excited to Hi. give probably a different perspective to what you'd normally hear from the HR world. Um, Jonathan, do you mind giving us a little intro to you and to Amplify, please? Uh, I'm Jonathan. I'm the founder of Amplify. Uh, Amplify is uh, a brand experience agency. Uh, lucky enough to recently win campaigns brand experience agency the decade, so something the team are very happy about. Um, we work with some of the most forward-thinking and progressive brands all over the world, so everything from PlayStation to Google to Netflix um, to Airbnb. Uh, yeah, we're, cool. we, we still feel like kids in a sweetie shop with the kind of brands we get to play with. Yeah, I was well impressed when I looked at your LinkedIn and I just saw brand, 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 brand. I was like... You don't need any more of an intro than those. That was, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's always been the driver to work on the most exciting brands. Yeah, projects. it was strong. Um, we're going to talk a lot about experiences, and I, I don't know in your world if you can share too much about the stuff that you've worked on or whether you yeah. can. It'd be great to get a couple of examples of just some of the recent experiences okay. that you've helped to create, if you can. Yeah, sure. We, um, I'll try and pick a couple of different ones. So one we did was uh, Google... For Pixel 3 we launched, we did Curiosity Rooms, which was a, a pop-up flagship store uh, in the site of the former Tower Records in, a, uh, in Regent Street. Cool. Um, three floors, five weeks of programmed experiences, events over 5,000 square metres. So that was one example. And that was nice because the experience then drove all the out-of-home, all the content, all the media partnerships, um, all the cultural collaborations we did. So that's Kind of example with lots of people. I think cool. seventy-one thousand people went through that, through that one. So that's a bigger one. And then maybe on the other side of things, an experience that's slightly smaller. An experience for just two people. We created Airbnb's Night at the Louvre. Uh, uh, only okay. two people uh, got to experience that, but it it, it truly travelled the world. Um, I think there were two thousand seven hundred broadcast and PR hits across ninety different countries. Uh, big digital out and home campaign as well, and obviously uh, beautiful to work with. Yeah, work with something uh, an institution bringing something modern like Airbnb and something such an institution as uh, the Louvre together for something that benefited both parties. Random question: Yeah, how'd you pick the two people? How'd you pick the two people? They they actually had to enter a competition. We had one hundred eighty four thousand entries, and it was wow. a randomly selected uh, couple. So yeah, cool. so they had yeah so. Uh, the thing we did do there, which made it slightly different from other ex night experiences, we have done other before, is we actually filmed it all prior to it happened. We actually ran the event twice, and then we filmed it again when we did it, and that did allow everyone to experience it in, yeah, a, in yeah. a way. Obviously, only two people got to experience it physically, but I think yeah. that was a key thing why the world got, got to hear about it so, yeah, so far yeah. and wide. Cool. Very cool. Um, so one of the main reasons we were so keen to have you on is, um, one, the amazing experiences that you create, but two, um, the way in which you talk about the company and the strap line is joining the dots between people, brands, and culture. Um, it'd be really good for me to understand like, what was the insight or the observation that led you to create this focus or this kind of blend of ingredients uh, in your mission. Yeah, I think, um, I think when we, culture has always been the thing that, gets me most exciting, you know, yeah, there's so much, there's an amazing work, despite all the other things happening in the world, the culture yeah. is the one thing that always amazes, and I think the same for all those other uh, talented people that choose to call Amplify Home, I think when we're working on clients, you know, the people, brands and culture, yeah. uh, we have two clients, the brands, but also the audiences they're trying to engage yeah. with, and unless you can nail it for both, um, uh, you're going to fail. So we try and find those cultural spaces where the brand and audience can kind of come together and play together. And it, it, it is more than just a strap line. It is our planning process. Yeah. Even if we're doing something, we obviously do a lot of strategy and creative work, but even if we're doing something that's quite tactical, yeah. we will always look through those three filters to make sure and stress test the ideas and thoughts we're having. I think possibly maybe I think your shape by experiences good and bad and yeah. maybe talk a little bit about yeah what why amplify came into play into play and i think um ultimately amplify was an agency born out of cultural uh, uh, of creative frustration and fueled by curiosity really i think 
as context my, myself and now a number of the partners yeah. at Amplify, we worked at an early proto-experiential agency. And there, if you kind of think about the, um, what the exciting thing for us there was, on a good day, we were sitting with the progressive brands in those days, Orange, yeah. uh, PlayStation, who we still work with now, kind of using experience as a comms driver and a comms platform as opposed to just an activation. Yeah. But on a bad day, you were knocking out lukewarm yogurt pots at train stations. <laughs> and I think the other thing to say is the owners weren't particularly nice. So I guess uh, when, we, when, we, when we were looking at Amplify and how to do that, there were a number of things. I think, first of all, we wanted to be a good home for yeah. creative people and clients. It was a, the antithesis of maybe where we were before. There was a lot of camaraderie in the face, yeah, in the face of adversity, but actually we wanted it to come out of more positive reasons. I think from a marketing point of view, the principles that we built on are still really important today. So at that in those days, you were kind of, it was the day when the TV 30 spot rule, TV is still important now, but you kind of got given that and make it work across your channels, whatever they were. Yeah. And we felt more, you needed to think more holistically and have brand platforms, okay. an idea that could be amplified across every touch point. So the amplify there. Oh, yeah. We think obviously the cultural thing, we, th we were working very much with on the edgier side of stuff, youth brands and seeing how culture could be used there. We didn't think it had to be limited just to younger audiences, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's a good way of engaging there. And the final thing, which is kind of the more, maybe the more geeky bit, we, we had the philosophy of pioneering the untraditional with the, the rigor of the, the traditional. And we kind of recognized that okay. actually, you know, with brands and budgets to actually do things, we need to, to make sure we could demonstrate yeah. and test that the work, the KPIs we were setting ourselves were the right ones and we were kind of get those values. So ultimately that, that, that's where the joining dots between people and brands and cultures there, kind of create big ideas, campaigns, experiences that could start drive conversations. Yeah. I guess in the initial days, B2C, but now into B2B, internal or multiple, multiple yeah, yeah, yeah. experiences now that kind of engage multiple audiences, including importantly, what I think should be the most important things that the, the teams and the employees. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, what made you go with the youth, youth audience first? I think probably. Was it the difference? Or I think there's nobody two, doing it. Yeah, there's two, two reasons. One was at that stage, that's what I was. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you are. That's the one you know. And I, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had the maybe competitive advantage from yeah, yeah. You know, all the scenes, music, what have you yeah. there as well. How old uh, were you when you started? Uh, 30, yeah, 30. Okay, I okay. Off there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, um, but I also think, obviously, that was the area of interest, and I guess our, our, our uh, there's a chats on a Monday morning. Th those chats always used to be about sleepless nights, about raving. <laughs> that, that, that still happens, but there's also sleepless nights about because the kids yeah, have yeah. kept us up as well. So you've got a real mix in there. So I think actually, you know, you need to have a real understanding, you know, understanding your audience. I think the other reason why, ten years ago when we started, when we were kind of known as a bit of an East End rave agency, doing the the Nikes, <laughs> Red Bulls, Converse, Playstations, that was because that audience was seen as the hardest. To, to reach audience yeah. so you had to come up with new ideas and thoughts and then I think fast forward to now every audience is a hard to reach engaged yeah. audience whether you're older audience yeah. um, mums em employees kind of B2B audiences so yeah. and also everyone's experienced all those amazing things that we normally reserve for B2C yeah. and then they go and have their B2B experience and it used to be like a second tier yeah. experience despite arguably that influence is more so I think if you fast forward to now we're just as likely to do being doing MX Day in Melbourne for example it's kind of staying true to where we started off as yeah. doing FA Facebook's kind of big annual keynote event to 6,000 developers but actually thinking on both those scenarios thinking how can that experience be amplified beyond that as well so with the Air Max Day, that's through the content, who you involve, the, yeah. the product there. For uh, F8, for example, that was streamed to 12.9 million people in 17 different languages. It sets the agenda, carries on the conversation. Yeah, cool. And I guess the other thing which we kind of touched on is, again, ROI and thinking clever about things. I think they used to, again, one of my experiences over 10 years is, it used to be you would 
have one amazing experience with consumers, and as I said, the employees might get a, yeah, uh, have a completely different uh, get, one. get a 50 quid in the pub or something like that. And there's a yeah. certain resentment in there as well. What we try to pioneer and do is actually events and experiences are expensive. So if we are creating something, yeah. we try and make sure that that can serve a number of different audiences, either together or separated out. So whether it be for PlayStation launches or we, we, we launch YouTube Music, Okay. Uh, last year and in that you uh, had you had spaces and sessions there for kind of the, the team you obviously had your big PR and yeah. influencer moments you had sessions for the stakeholders and again when we're thinking about these things the, it's less the whole can dimensional become more focus. than the, some of the parts and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and there's certainly not the frustration on yeah, people getting one experience and somebody else getting another one. Yeah, indeed. I think it's often one of those things that you see where customers get a much, much richer experience than the employee. Yeah. And you're sat in the inside feeling like you've ground out all of the work. Yeah. And you're not seeing any kind of like fruits of your labour. Yeah, it's, I mean, silly things that we did like when we did stuff for Wagamamas, just make sure you've got a certain amount of t- Wagamama at festivals. Just yeah. make sure there's a certain amount of festival tickets that gets the employees. You know, actually, some of the guys got to do warm-up slots from a yeah, internal yeah. things. Just think about how you're leveraging the, the investments you're already got. making yeah. to kind of give, give that more value. I, I, I champion HR to speak to the marketing folk quite a lot Yeah, um, because I think there's such a crossover now of what, HR is being asked to do on the strategic side yeah. of engaging people. Um, like you say, 10 years ago, yeah. you were trying to focus on those really hard to reach audiences. Um, generally, the younger generation, we're now in a position where the millennial workforce is yeah. probably one of the biggest HR challenges that is causing like a fundamental shift in the way in which work's happening. Yeah. Like the industrial perspective of work, of you exchange your time and effort for money yeah. is just not relevant anymore. No. And I think that one of the big challenges that HR are focusing is the one that you tackled 10 years ago, yeah. um, which is how do you engage younger people yeah. in experiences, which work is an experience, right? That lens that you show to the outside world needs to be exactly the same when yeah. you're doing it. If, if not better. More, if not better. Yeah, yeah. Easily, um, influence a bit of... A bit of a dirty word now, but one yeah. of my frustrations when that was, everyone's going that your biggest advocate should be your people, right? your people, and actually you're chasing after someone holding your trainer on Instagram, which has a role and is important, but you're yeah. t- to the detriment of the people that are really going to take your brand forward. And yeah, definitely, I people deal with people. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter how shiny amplifies sh- shiny amplifies a window is. Yeah, if if. Our clients are dealing with someone that they think is a Burke or not good or, yeah, yeah. or, or whatever. They're not going to carry on working with us. And I'd, I'd like to think we're a Burke-free <laughs> zone. Yeah, yeah. There. So I think it's really important that all your people are excited, invested. And obviously, we're on a smaller business. So obviously, bigger businesses yeah. that have that issue with scaling. But I still think many of those principles Hold should true. be the same. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. You primed me right for my next question. Okay. Um, which is one of the insights that you share on your site is that having a connection with someone is normally deep-rooted. Yeah. Like it's emotional rather yeah. than it's rational. Um, and it's a feeling, yeah. that sense of connection. Um, and ultimately, it's a relationship. Yeah. Um, and that, they're words pretty much from your site. So how do you think about this in the way in which you work with your people, your workers, and how they experience your brand Yeah. on the inside? I think it's important... Well, we have a very clear mission. We have very clear values. Yeah. And, and it's very clear what we do. And we spend a lot of time doing that. And How do you make them real? Because So one of the classic HR problems yeah. is it's a poster on the wall in a boardroom. Yeah. And you might have a spot check to be able yeah. to recite what your values are. But you know that brand is at the core of an experience. Yeah. So like, how does it become really real? You, that they are that is your north star. That, that's yeah. what got, Brewdog, for example, hasn't got a traditional set of brand guidelines. It just has a manifesto, and that is the north star that shapes and guides everything they do. And you you look at that, and you yeah. look at all the activations, the advertising, how they treat their teams, how they treat the yeah. showhold, shareholders slash yeah. consumers with equity punks, and how they yeah. behave. And I think that's clear. So. My frustration is, is I mean, I spent a long, we spent a 
a lot of time trying to make sense of global toolkits that don't really mean anything. <laughs> yeah. I think because we've come from more from an activational side and where we do look at consumers in the eye, we are yeah. a little bit more pragmatic about things. And it, for me, things are only as good as they are actionable. And that's the thing. So often you have these amazing brand books that sit on the shelves. Yeah. They are no good if they're sitting on the shelves. They need to be led. And I, I, I think... Our people are our culture. So, again, you set up that framework and yeah. the values. The values that we, the, the joining the dots, the values and our social mission are the same as what they, same in year 11 as they were in year one. It's yeah. just everyone's invested and in taking them on. So I guess there's a point, our people are our culture. It started off maybe my agency, then it was our agency, and it firmly feels like your agency. So this is the, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the guiding yeah. Where are you going to take it? And that, that that's a huge amount of different routes. So uh, we encourage the team to run initiatives. So that Sophie Vanakritoff, who's one of our strategy directors, she actually just this morning, it's called WOA, Women of Amplify. Yeah. And she runs sessions particularly to help the young, uh, help, you know, female-only sessions, actually broadening out to some male sessions as well, yeah. later on as well. And we're uh, there, but kind of, that's important we have a mini management team which uh, basically is a steering committee for the agency of uh, yeah. of uh, under under 27 year olds to make sure that the the, the older members and the now older members <laughs> of the team are still on point not only with the work but with the direction the agency are doing so again yeah. just doing things that you can really do that and we run a, a our social mission is to um, kind of support and uh, help young creative talent from all walks of life. So okay. we do spend. A, there's a lot of. Um, so the East End scene. Pre- yeah, it's important, but like we we um, kind of trying to we as an agent. This isn't entirely altruistic. As an agency, yeah. we need to be reflective of every audience, not 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 just the posh yeah, <laughs> posh yeah. white ones that can afford it. So actually, yeah. we do a lot of, a lot of initiatives to try and make sure as an agency we have a breadth of opinions personalities backgrounds yeah in there and i think that's important because people bring their experiences passions we, we really encourage people for yeah. running whether running running nights or extreme knitting we don't really care what the passion is yeah we want to yeah whatever you do we want to make sure for that because if you're happy and excited doing that you'll be bringing those relationships and influences into into your work what, so on that what a, as i see your industry yeah um of advertising the, the you almost have a jar in young audiences yeah. with the I guess the diversity within advertising because it's quite a harsh industry yeah and it seems like people over 45 50 yeah struggle to continue in advertising yeah I don't know if that's a fair reflection and how around, you you look around and there's uh, there's less older people in the industry. Yeah, maybe they've just got fed up, fed up with it, and gone <laughs> yeah. off and done other things. I think your role does change. I, I know my role's changed. Yeah. Uh, when I started, like, like kind of all pink mohawk and creative frustration and yeah. what have you, and I was very lucky that people, uh, Anson and Neil, my two business partners, one CFO, you know, about ten years older than me, that had a huge amount of experiences in other areas that I hadn't had. Yeah. They kind of believed in me when I particularly at points when I didn't necessarily believe in myself and kind of clear yeah. things out the way. I I found myself recently looking around and I moved maybe tomorrow to their side as the next wave of talent on. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it is what is your ro- role and how does that role evolve within? And that's yeah. where certainly experience is really important and having those different perspectives in there as well so as much as we want the young freshest talent unless they're people to help guide mentor support that talent you're not going to get the best yeah best out best out of those people and ultimately that they're not going to be fulfilled unless everyone wants to learn and improve and unless you're doing that that's not going to happen yeah completely i think the bit in our last conversation that really stood out for me was when you talked about uh, knowing the best place in which you can contribute. Yeah. And I think this is representative, again, of that. Yeah. Is that um, as you've got greater level of, levels of experience, your best yeah. place to contribute is probably making other people yeah. better. And I think is you can do things on a different 
scale and yeah you know, I, I went through a period where we were never going to be bigger than 10 people and 15 people and yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, and i do think there is dangers when companies there's a we doubled year on year but when you're yeah. tiny, tiny that's yeah doesn't yeah. really matter suddenly you get to a point where if you're doubling exponentially and there was one year where a really good year uh, and doubled again but it definitely felt that year was the year where we had to we actually almost did two years worth of growth in one year yeah. and actually we took the decision at the end of that year saying look we've delivered some amazing stuff everyone's a bit tired we maybe made a couple of recruits that weren't that, quite perfect that so. weren't right and that's you know that uh, as much on us yeah, than yeah. them you know, those things there and we were like let's just hold fire we don't want to break our culture we've got an amazing culture yeah let's hold fire and kind of do the same again next yeah, year yeah, yeah. kind of evening out that growth to let us go on and that's when we started helping set up other things on the outside which kind of didn't necessarily affect the mothership but still took advantage of our kind of experience and mentoring skills yeah and i think one of the fascinating things that you've shared is like um and i don't know if you would well, the way that we see that is like a modern version of a team. Yeah. So there's so many hidden team structures where yeah. work now gets done, yeah. which isn't represented in the way in which you might understand your hierarchy, Yeah. whether that's with a partner or a supplier or yeah. somebody that is just um, in the uh, yeah. mini management team or the exec yeah. team or whatever, like that collective group of people yeah. focused on getting work done is not represented anywhere, um, but is delivering a huge amount of value. I, I mean... We uh, we have no yeah we have long standing client relationships like PlayStation family yeah. clients still working with now for example. However, we were often working on projects or number of projects for those clients. We yeah. more than the old agency of record. We might be the agency of record, but that work for where it falls. I think that makes us really agile. We can scale up and down as really quickly, to, yeah. but we can only do that with extended family. And that is yeah. whether they're freelancers, permalancers, partner agency yeah. and stuff. But I think for us, it's always been that's, um, we've kept kept quite lean considering the, the, the size, size and scale yeah, of yeah. our output. And we do that by kind of strategically and creatively directing and managing that through, but bringing in loads of exciting people. For ages, I didn't have an in-house creative team because I feared when you're small, having a house style. It's too much I, I look cost at, burn. No, no, it wasn't about cost. Was it? it probably would have been a lot more profitable for oh, us. Oh, okay. But all your, if you've got three people doing all the creative, best will in the world, it's all going to start looking very right, similar. And we wanted to make sure. So what we try and do is make, try and put the framework in, but if there's an amazing designer or... Okay, architect cool. or 3D or wordsmith or content people, we are bringing those in because we want every bit of work to, to be punch and be powerful. And when you look at our portfolio, it's hopefully got an amplified seal of quality, but it all looks very different and very exciting. And that's thanks to our collaborators. Okay, that's fascinating. So for me, the future of work, give it five or ten years. Yeah. Um, I see there's this massive power shift to the employee. Yeah. So the labour market's really tight. It's easy to get a bit more money. Yeah. Um, the uh, motive to go to work is to, uh, especially in the knowledge space, work on really cool, interesting yeah. things that are going to allow you to develop, work with really good people, yeah. and align to your interests. Yeah. Not necessarily the broader purpose, but what your purpose is for the near yeah. term in your career. Um, I think that that's going to drive some things like uh, multiple income sources. Yeah. So you work for lots and lots of different employers. The employment relationship will change in that you won't be a full-time employee. Yeah. In essence, you're kind of doing that now. Yeah. People kind um, of pick it. There's some people... You're picking the best from the bunch, right? Yeah. And you don't have to have an employment relationship with them, but you're delivering high output yeah. for that group of people. The big challenge, I think, that will exist is that as the employer, you can no longer flex just money. Yeah. Because money matters less in that situation because you have a diversity of yeah. income um, and therefore you have more choice. Yeah. Um, how do you motivate those people? I, th I think there's a number of things. It's making sure they enjoy it when they're coming here. Yeah. They know they're going to do their best work. Yeah. So I, I, I guess the hardest thing is making sure we've got the pipeline opportunities and brands and projects that people want, want, want to work on, which yeah. we're in a very privileged You've got some amazing brands. We there. are. So that, yeah. that, that certainly helps us. And I appreciate when I'm talking to 
some, some, some people in other spaces that is more yeah. more challenge challenging. But there again, it's just matching. Someone is going to find what you do exciting. It's making sure you've yeah, you're, yeah. you're matching those. So I think that's really important. We don't treat our freelancers uh, and staff any any different. Any different. Um, yeah. We you know lots of them do long stints and then they do a couple of fashion weeks or go off and find themselves again yeah, uh, for, yeah. Or, or traveling and stuff like that that's fine we we we, we understand when we've got you when we haven't yeah that, that's in that's really important uh when we have things like christmas parties everyone that everyone comes everyone comes because that's yeah and yeah. the the kind of the soft bonds and i guess just we are lucky in the nature of the work. You're often going away and doing things. So the bonds do get yeah, yeah. really strong. You have loads of moments, right? Yeah. If you're at wherever you are yeah. around the world, you're in a position and, in which there's a... And interestingly, it's maybe some of the... the maybe not the time. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it's not... Obviously, we, we like to see the work and get the recognition for the work, but actually yeah. sometimes it's how, how we've come together to navigate... Yeah. The biggest challenge, the trickiest briefs, how we've done those things. So yeah. Again, that's this, that's a stimulation and kind of, kind of putting us putting us to the test there. So the funds in the effort most yeah. of the time, right, is the the sense of those relationships that form to achieve things that you never thought yeah. were going to be possible. Given, I, I think we always say, um, Curiosity Run is one of the pieces of work I mentioned that was kind of the end of twenty eighteen. Yeah, was. Uh, it was an interesting piece of work because it kind of cemented or consolidated where we got to. So we yeah, were kind of doing yeah. lots of stuff, but it was a very public facing thing there. And I think with that, it is a good example of how this model can and should work. We had eight weeks to deliver that campaign. Right, okay, and, it was, and it was a derelict building with no lifts, escalators, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. permissions, programming, nine media partners. We were the lead agency, but there were five agencies. There were nine media partners. There were 12 cultural partners, 36 events, between 80 and 130 people on site working it through it from a Blimey. fairly full-on five-week five period. And yeah. we... And again, it kind of focused it. Everyone was on the same page. All the other agencies, everyone was yeah. doing their best. We we all knew we were part of something fairly amazing and yeah, exciting. Yeah. And, and yes, everyone, we had to, you know, we at the Grown Ups, we were just monitoring people because people were trying to work so hard, and we just need to make sure we were arresting people over that yeah. that kind of kind of period. But yeah, it, it's an example. Like it's amazing. It shouldn't have been. Possible, almost. possible. But yeah, yeah. Now you have achieved it, it. It's just like, where's the next one? Where's the next? You know, yeah. What, what's yeah, the next big true. challenge? You know, it's not necessarily about scale. It's about kind of something that matters to people. Yeah, indeed. We had so um, we did an event at the Gherkin last year, and we had uh, Maggie Alfonsi, that was an English rugby player. Yeah, yeah. She won the World Cup on I think it was her third or fourth fourth attempt, and she said that. The team really connected. They worked yeah. harder than they had ever yeah. worked. Um, but as they won the World Cup, they didn't feel a sense of... They felt a sense of achievement, of course, but yeah. the biggest feeling was one of relief yeah. in that you'd worked so hard with a bunch of people yeah. um, and that you finally get there and then it's this sense of relief. Yeah. And only when you then start to look back on it over yeah. time, you're like, wow, we achieved something yeah. sub substantial there. But the time, the, in the moment when it's done, yeah. like it's a wrap yeah. on the... Because um, you're still in professional mode. You yeah. Get, you're in the zone, right? Heads down. And it's important to celebrate yes. and recognise those achievements. So I think whilst probably yeah, kind of the end of the five weeks, possibly people weren't up for having drinks or something <laughs> to celebrate yeah, yeah. it, we did make sure that, that everyone's role within that is recognised because... When it's fast moving, that doesn't doesn't always happen. And one of the biggest I'll, challenges I'll, I'll, we I'll, see. Often you move the, the thing. We've got a simple thing that I'm not not unique to us, but I think one of the the, the most exciting things is on a Monday morning we have a 15, 20 minute, twenty yeah. minute stand up time. Stand up there where everyone gets kind of thirty seconds a minute to talk about what they're working on, and you come out of that and over wow, and just you know, the things that yeah. are happening at such a pace, and you can see. For us as an as a collective, as an agency, yeah. but also for the individuals, you can see 
what I could be working on next, or this is what I could be doing, or the yeah, Australian yeah. office is doing something here, so I could be doing yeah. something over there, and our sister agency seed is doing this. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think those things taking time to recognise people and celebrate successes is, is super important. Uh, is, yeah, yeah. Couldn't agree with you more based on what we do. Definitely. Um, next question for you then takes us away from that a little bit, which is yeah. a, is still around that connection and relationship to brands. Um, and maybe if, if this is going to feel like yeah. quite a bold question. Um, do you think people are loyal to brands or businesses anymore? I think... Um, I think it depends. I think okay. I mean, it depends what the brand and business is set up to be. And there's plenty of commodity businesses, brands that are set up and all based on price and that, that yeah. they have a role within it. And clearly consumers, price, yeah. price is a, a key thing in it with it as well. Uh, they don't tend to be the clients we work with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The brands we're working with are, are looking to do something more that either the, the key choice or certainly be part of a portfolio of choices within their areas. Um, And I think with those, a a relationship between a brand and a consumer or a a company and their employees is exactly the same as a relationship between a couple or two mates. It's uh, that, that, that relationship is as long and fruitful while both parties are are, are enjoying it and getting the most out of it as well. And it is, you know, I think if we take it to employment, we, yeah. we always say we're only as good as the talented individuals that choose to call Amplify home. And we're only, you know, we, we're we asking a certain amount from the teams to, yeah. for, uh, to fulfill our collective ambitions. And they're looking for us yeah. as, a, as, a, as a home or as an employee to fulfill their, their ambitions. And yeah. if we're not fulfilling their ambitions, That's they're going to find other places. And yeah. sometimes I think that, you know, luckily... Uh, our business has grown and developed a pace that there's always new opportunities. I'll maybe talk about that. But if there was a point, I think as an employer, you have to be sensible. If you, you've got a responsibility to that individual, and if you yeah. can't give that person the best, you, you should be helping them get helping, there, helping right? And we, we've done that at different times. People, you know, done a stint, they need to go off and do something else. And a lot of them come, come back after that, all the richer for having another another yeah, experience true. elsewhere right the place i worked at before it was almost like a stylist regime where yeah. someone someone went to the bank and never came back again and there's a photo up that photo disappeared and their name trays and stuff it was all very bizarre right. and we like one of the things we do is like those people if they whoever kind of moves on in that year we invite yeah. them back to all the Christmas party because you've been a key, yeah, key yeah. part and we always keep the keep the door open so kind of going off on a, no, no, a no, no. drift there as well so I think I guess to bring us back in terms of so the relationship with the people I think is really important yeah. and a belief for us is that people are more loyal and connected to the individuals yeah. than they are the business um, the price point I think is super relevant yeah. especially when you liken it to the employment market because yeah. If you are not paying the top whack salary, yeah. but you still want to be an employer of choice, yeah. um, there has to be incremental value that's given yeah. outside of money, right? Yeah. Um, which is where I think the role of experience can yeah. really come in. Experience blurred with the culture, the... Well, there's a, a brand experience or the brand experience yeah. which runs through everything. Yeah, 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 exactly that. So... Um, have you got any great examples? Uh, maybe a different question. Yeah. Do you think, as an employer, you want people to be loyal to you? And then a sec- second part to that question is, does loyalty mean tenure or advocacy to you? I, I think you, you need to be loyal to one another. And I think, possibly uh, erring too much on personal experiences, but... Yeah. And again, I appreciate there's much bigger businesses out there, but within yeah. those businesses, there's chunks and they all break up into yeah. departments or teams. And teams, so. ultimately, right? Yeah. For, for me, one of the most exciting things is over the, the last 10 or 11 years is yeah. seeing people grow up and develop, not just in work, but yeah. having, getting engaged by in the last house, yeah, having, yeah. having things that we're keen to, yeah. to celebrate, you know, and sometimes in that being them when they're not having 
great times because so you know life throws divorced things. or somebody yeah, has a you know, tough time or, or things or whatever, like yeah. that and I think that's where it that's the bit where you have an obligation to kind of support and that that person has been there for you for all these other things or for clients and stuff like that and then yeah. then, then that's when it's given taken I think we we chatted to yeah. chatted to before and I clearly people give a lot of them we, we, we kind of have a belief that we are we are not a we are a, a, a service industry <laughs> we're yeah. not we're not a necessarily nine to five business and there are times when you're getting a pitch out the door or getting a campaign out the door where it's 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 all, all encompassing yeah that should be the exception not not the norm yeah and then you need periods of where you, you've you got some downtime and if something crops up in your life that you need to have some time to do we, we need to make sure yeah make sure you have that so I think you need to have a reason you have to like the work you have to like the people you have to like what that company stands yeah. for and believes and kind of feel like you're part of it and I, the bit I again meandering a bit here what's really nice is a lot of our guys that joined us as account managers or senior account managers yeah um eight seven eight years ago some of them now are now the business directors or the head of live yeah, or whatever yeah. taking things forward so they are not only a kind of delivering our culture they are shaping and making and taking their our version of the culture so it's kind of yeah increasingly yeah. gone out of their hands and again with them they like I would, or you would, or anyone was, if you're not getting excited or fulfilled in that experience, you're going to look somewhere yeah, else. else. So yeah. where we've been lucky enough is, as they've developed, we've also been developing in the business. So yeah. if you want Gareth, our head of production, now is the managing partner of Australia. He okay, and, cool. and smashing it out there. We uh, we are looking at uh, we're doing the US, and that's kind of uh, two of our two of our homegrown talent are the ones that go out going out to deliver to that. They get a challenge. They were looking for more responsibility, more opportunity, more challenges, which yeah. you know, as they should be. And for us, that's great because they that 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 allows them to go off. And what better way to kind of put the amplified DNA in Australia or the US by having ha clearly People. clearly employing local talent as well. But the yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. The, the the DNA to kick it off is the these guys. So again, when I talked about never being bigger than ten or fifteen people and stuff, you realise you have. Yeah. So we'll always be kind of quite lean and agile, but you have to I, be. I want to create great opportunities for the people, so they I get to hang out and work with them as yeah, long, yeah. Long, long as it both fulfills one another. So. Yeah, cool. No, that's good. That makes lots of sense. Um, so next next thing I wanted to jump onto is around um, some of the experiences that you are creating for consumers. Yeah. Um, hopefully, to give some inspiration um, to those that listen around the types of experiences or the fundamentals of the experiences that you might create for your people, um, yeah. at, at your employees or workers. Um, this is quite a broad question, but what does, what does an experience mean to those that you create? Experience yeah. we talk about a, a lot, like customer experience, yeah. employee experience, creating fantastic experiences. But it's, it feels a bit like another word, like culture, yeah. which means everything and nothing all at the same time. Authentic, or other words, so it kind of so, been so, so overused that they so, start, yeah. somehow fade into nothing. So what is it? What is an experience? Like, how do you break it down into something that I, I, you I, and I can understand? Well, I think it's always almost a step prior to that. Okay. So for, we always took about... Um, People often seem like commodities, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's just like you do it, and I, I can understand it. Um, part of the reason we did the Young Blood, our big research about the hopes yeah. and fears and realities of growing up initially in the UK, Australia, yeah, wherever, was we felt like this audience was getting a really rough time with snowflakes and enfeebled youth and robots. And we were like, oh, hang on, this is nothing like the people we're collaborating with, who, yeah, despite what's been put in their way, are quite. They're positive, pragmatic. They're Absolutely. hacking around stuff. They're doing something. Yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, yeah. I can go off on a rant about, <laughs> about that. So I guess Youngblood was an example of this. But where, whenever we're working on something, whether it was a brand or if I was advising or working with someone looking at their team, is yeah. start with start with the people and really understand them because I think there's in a time where uh, as brand leaders or HR leaders, you know. You, 
you have so much, so many demands on your time and your budget, it's easy to just yeah. oversimplify. Yeah. So I've seen casting, you know, the same images, casting pen portraits. I've had Jack the Jack the layback wingman or Pam twenty five works in PR, lives in Clapham. She cops up. Yeah. Quite, quite like you, you had these such so generic, and I can understand why people simplify because it's complicated and you have to simplify. Yeah. But actually, that gives us nothing to grab hold of. So actually, yeah. whether it's a, a potential consumer or a potential employee or an existing employee, first of all, I really want to understand what makes, put a real face on that demographic. What makes that audience tick? What's important to them? How can we make a difference to their lives? That's part one. The second thing yeah. is then looking at your your brand and what you're doing well and having a good look and are you just saying the words or actually uh, are you living your brand or are you just using the words up with the, the, yeah. the bit you pointed out there I'd also then look uh, we always look at maybe your immediate competitive set but also look at our out of sets of kind of examples to kind of stimulate other thoughts and then the culture point is then how can we create something that brings audience and brand together mean meaningfully and you know again with with employees, the issue of your advocates. So you are thinking about the long-term brand experiences, not just putting on a couple of parties and hoping for yeah. hoping for the best. It's often this you can use those things to kind of start or conversations or reframe things, but it's the little touch points in between that uh, are important as well. So then it's only then you kind of then look at the experiences and the campaign. You know, yeah. does it need to that experience could just be one person having a a chat, a chat, rather yeah, than yeah. big lavish yeah, something think, there. It's like, what is the best? You know, when you understand what the business needs and what the brand needs and what the audience needs, that's how you then shape it out. Uh, you know, we we quite often when we get briefs, we end up answering a completely different one because through our research and our conversations, actually, yeah, the issue isn't necessarily that. Quite often, we will talk down the budget on the experience bit and look at the bigger campaign or the broader side of stuff as well yeah. because that's the right thing to do. And, and so to go right to your first point then, yeah. the, the back one step of um, who are these people? Yeah. So um, this for me is like persona creation, yeah. set yeah. of consistent ways in which you can understand who an individual is and what's important yeah. to them. Um, the... In the HR world, it doesn't feel like we've done that yeah. that much. Um, and we look at the organisation rather than necessarily the people in the organisation, yeah. i.e. why I'm here, who yeah. I am, uh, what I want out of my yeah. employment relationship, could be fundamentally different to you. Yeah. Both founders of a company, but could yeah. be fundamentally different. Yeah. And the same is true across a whole organisation. If you imagine a company of 10,000 people... Yeah. Um, or the scale of a load of your campaigns, how many people is how many persona types is too many? Yeah. How many how how much richness do you really need to create that <laughs> sense of connection downstream? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the personalization is the key here yeah. to making it feel meaningful. I, I think if you're looking about this experience, there's a number of things. Uh, um, you need to be there's a level of consistency and there's a level of flexibility within yeah. both and I think the consistency is the kind of basics of having a clear mission and culture yeah. everyone knows why you're here what you stand for doesn't yeah. that isn't always across there all people question it I think that's there yeah the strong values our values that we created are the same ones that is used to appraise yeah <laughs> and yeah, check, yeah. check people there as well strong leadership people want to see a strong leadership but not necessarily uh, a dictatorial <laughs> yeah. leadership in it as well. They want to see someone that listens, or a, yeah. a group that listens, and they hold some, an open culture. Being distinct, I think a lot, particularly around HR side of stuff. Yeah. Again, it 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 feels like there's an often a lot of disconnect between someone's made this amazing brand and done all these things, but somehow I, either how it's filtered down to or communicated from the HR department is very different and I think that 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 is the brand team's responsibility to yeah. kind of correct that uh, but it needs to be balanced and being personal so everyone feels that they they are making a difference yeah. within it as well they are achieving their personal goals but they feel like they're part of having that as well and I think 
you need to be constantly monitoring your brand and health. And you talk about millennials and stuff yeah. like that. We have completely changed some of the things we've done because people want always used to frustrate me that you know you'd have to wait if, if if someone's amazing yeah and they're getting to somewhere in six months why do they have to wait for that annual yeah. appraisal before they do it and equally on the flip side it's like well if you do it for two years well even if you're shit we'll still give you the <laughs> promotion because you've kind of done it it should be on merit but i think yeah merit you need to be having those conversations as well so yeah cool that's good um so we um part of our proposition is how do we create moments yeah um moments in an experience are really important the yeah. highs and lows they're typically yeah. the bits that we remember yeah. um and we also focus on how do we use those moments to bring people closer together yeah um how do you think about moments in the sense of the experiences that you create yeah and how do you foster those connections with people yeah Again, going back, understanding the audience, understanding the brand, create something that inextricably links those as well. Yeah. Uh, I talk a lot of brands out of doing festivals, for example, because okay. everyone wants to do a festival. There's, you know, most people are, are in, a, in a different mind state for maybe enjoying <laughs> your brand and things. And it's like, I'm always thinking, what can, if, I, if we can create four distinct things that when they go away, they've enhanced, the brand has enhanced that experience and it's something yeah. that their memory re- remembered for. That's a, that's a good thing. And I think festivals are hard there. I think, I think within the workplace, there's lots of little things that can happen yeah. as well as the, the, the bigger moments. So I think you just need to think about creating something that actually shows you've listened, gives something back is a springboard. It is a conversation. It's not just one way. Yeah. And then I think about, as I would suggest with anything, it's part of a, a amplifiable kind of campaign. So you think yeah. about Lee, if it is a big, bigger moment, how do you build up to it and how do you lead out of it? Yeah. Who's involved in that, creating that? Cause again, a lot of the stuff we do, we hand it over to the team to do it so they can own bits of it. So it's not enforced yeah. on them, support it, you know, not, not here, just go off and sort that Practice, out for us. Yeah, yeah. Making sure they're supported by budgetarily, yeah. By 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 experience as well to <coughs> to do that. But I think again, it's not just about one moment, it's how all these moments add yeah, up yeah, and yeah. come together as something more than that. So again, something that the worst thing with any consumer, not just employees, is you do this big amazing thing and then you disappear for, for a couple of years. Oh, we're back again and stuff like that. Little little and often is probably so, a better strategy so, than just doing yeah. showboat showboaters every once a year or something. I completely agree. It's one of the biggest mistakes that we see for people yeah. launching or relaunching company yeah. values, yeah. ironically. Yeah. Which is there's this big fancy event with loads of communication. Yeah. The poster goes on the wall in the boardroom, nothing. Yeah. And then, yeah. On yeah. Va- values and words, and particularly in the copies, are really important. I think it's really yeah. understand. Being everyday vernacular, which I appreciate is trickier yeah. in global worlds and stuff. But sometimes you look at them and it's like, what does that actually mean? Can't even identify it's, with it's the words. It's something yeah, yeah. so dilute. Or what? What? I just look. I look at these. Sometimes you know, we we do a lot of work looking at brand guidelines because most brand guidelines are designed two D and static. And in reality, yeah, the world is three D, fast moving, yeah, multi layered, yeah. and complicated. And we you know, we work with a lot of brands that traditionally live behind the screen and. We're yeah. helping them imagine, yeah, yeah, Netflix, Google, whatever, how how they how they sh- um, should be beyond that as well. And I kind of look at this and I'm just like, who, who? Like, <laughs> I, I think you should do the stress test and ask like, ask five people in the office. Does this does this get you excited? This should be like a rallying cry that we can all get behind. That's one thing. And then is it distinct enough? Yeah, and I, it's interesting. Uh, I'll use an example of years and years ago, pre amplifier we did a thing for HR people called Thinking Smarter About Smarter People. We all know that when it comes to grads, yeah. pretty much the big companies are after a very small percentage. Yeah, yeah. Despite the fact there's lots of grads that are after a very small percentage. And it was, and we said, we're not, we are experts at youth. Um, uh, yeah. We're not, we're not, there's a whole stuff around graduate recruitment that yeah, yeah. seems quite, it's quite, quite formulaic. And the first thing we, 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 we did a bit and we got all their, their, their posters together, yeah. <laughs> put them up on the screen with, with the audience in it. 
and we took the logos off it. And they, I was like, can you tell the difference between here? And they all had someone, probably with a clipboard, looking wistfully into the distance. Yeah, yeah. Competitive salaries, responsibility from day one. There was no differentiation yeah, yeah. between any of them. Like, you all look, the same. particularly, yeah. you spent a lot of time developing this. You, These guys are looking at thousands of these things that will look the same. And then I, we went out and videoed, and they were doing these, like, oh, yeah, I got... I got these free croissants from wherever and there it's great or they did these things and did the things and they got all the brands wrong. Yeah. They, these people on campus so they were very keen to have the free water bottle yeah, or yeah. croissant or something like that but you clearly... The, 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 nobody stood out. Nobody stood out. Right? And that, that's it. It was like well maybe focus on less people or be distinct or do it in a different way so you actually cut through the clutter which is the same as what we would suggest to when you don't be the ninth branded tent at a festival go out and do something on your own or find a different way or use a different bit of the marketing mix yeah. to go out and reach them yeah completely and I think um, yeah it's so true yeah. what you're saying is so true it's fascinating um, I'm going to come back to your small moments over time and I'm going to um, pitch you work as a lifelong experience yeah. um, and try and get from you if you go to work albeit it might be with yeah. multiple employers um, but let's say you go from 21 till 65 67 yeah. um, that's a long time um, how 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 should employers think about the fundamental parts that create an exceptional experience for people over such a prolonged period yeah. of time you don't work from 21 to 67 in the same organisation yeah. anymore. That's no. a given. But let's say someone stays for five years or ten years, yeah. even three years, one year. Yeah. It's quite a long period of yeah. time. Um, how do you make sure that that feels like a great experience in the moment and when you reflect on it? Yeah. And then secondly, how do you make sure that that feels like it's meaningful or connected or felt important to that person? Yeah. I mean, I'll probably run down that list that I went through before. Yeah, I won't repeat yeah. that. That's important. I think... You know, does it feel like home? Am I going to do my best work here? What is my progression, both within the company, but possibly where it's taking taking me beyond those five years? So understand. So I, I think I think employees are and employees. You've got to have the openness within. There should be a more open discussion that I'm looking to work here for. Yeah, three years, and I want to do these things, and possibly you might stay longer. But actually, rather than oh, I'm loving it here, and actually you're sick of it and stuff, yeah. there needs to be honesty and that, honesty within that. And I think, I think as again coming back, as long as you're uh, feeling appreciated, yeah, and stimulated. I mean, I think it's easy. I think like I always think of all the things, paying people shouldn't be the issue why people no. leave because it's much more expensive. Yeah, <laughs> to to. The, the cost of the business, forget recruitment yeah. fees and probably whatever, finding a person. So, you know, I always, we always try and pay, we always try and exceed expectations. Well enough, in, yeah. in what In what we do. So you get the, like, people don't shoot, if we, people are having, deserve one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if people deserve a promotion or a pay rise and they have to ask us for it, we have failed. We should be going to them and going, yeah, you've nailed, nailed yeah, this. Yeah. Or kind of, Again, that belief that you want to feel believed in, and like you're not quite there yet. Yeah. We're going to give you the salary, salary yeah. of that role, um, and here's the things we need. To, we're going to work with you and give you the opportunities so you can actually do that. So again, sh- feeling like you've showing you've got faith in it. And I think we we did quite a big, uh, not the coolest name. I don't know why our managing partner Lee called it this, but called it Project Banana. But we actually three years ago did quite a big shift in our business and I which has benefited us as a business is benefited as a clients but I think most importantly I I think and hope it's benefited the team yeah and we were working we were kind of using a traditional account handling model as a production team and there was the insight strategy and creative and we kind of split it into studio and live yeah the GADs became business directors. They were looking for progression. They kind of became mini, mini partners. These are the guys that are now are setting up okay, yeah, offices yeah. on there. They're, they're, they're kind of managing the day-to-day. And it was more of a... you As a client, you'll get the consistency of a, a strategy, a creative, a business director, and a producer, if that's yeah. what's involved. That will work on all your bits of business. And then it's more on a matrix-type system. So, again, the client doesn't feel they're paying for loads of people sitting in a desk... Yeah. Not doing anything or trying to do it, they they can see where those people are being used. 
we can, means we can match the different skill sets uh, as well. And then for the individuals, what the best thing was, they get to work or they get to work on a number of different projects, and they get more. F again, the thing about waiting for a year before you get yeah, feedback. Yeah. You know, a project might last two last two months. You might be running multiple projects. You get to the end of that project, you get to chat about what you think well, went well, improvements. Yeah. Like, uh, for you know 360 yeah and you get feedback on what you did and what you did and then you can go right i'm not very good at this i need to improve on this can you help me with this or i want to nail this area this is an area i want to build a strength thing yeah and i go and do this and i think that has helped a number of things first of all everyone's fast tracking even quicker than they were before anyway because yeah. we can we we are the, the i think one of the main barriers for people progressing is Everyone wants them to get there, but if we, as employers, don't give them the opportunities, how are they going to prove that they can do it? So yeah. it, it does that. They're getting promoted quicker and senior, which is great for us because we've got more people coming into the business that are fast-tracking. We want yeah. our people to be promoted quickly and yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, and do that. And, yeah. and then there's, it's just kind of got an energy. Plus, I think that's made people that might have thought about going to other places yeah. of the of the core team, hopefully they're seeing that as quick as they develop, we're creating opportunities or finding opportunities that kind of fulfill what they require. Yeah, I think a really nice blend you've got there is like the deployment, if you like, of yeah. skills yeah. Um, and the selection of what people really want to work on. Yeah. So if you've got your best people that know yeah. that their skills are strongest, that want to work on those things, then let them. And it's not, sometimes it might be a, a bit of a question. You've done all these amazing things in X area. Yeah. We think. Yeah, yeah. We know it's not an area where you want to end up, but we think you should do some projects in Y because that will give you another round set of skill set. And whether, yeah, yeah. whether they stay with us or go somewhere else, yeah. they are becoming a better person overall. Right? Broader, round, yeah. more rounded. Cool. Um, I'm going to finish this up with one last question, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, which for me is uh, the way in which customers and consumers experience um, brands is much, much more involved than employee experience. Yeah. Employee experience is quite a new thread, whereas the understanding of customer experience is yeah. you know, 10, 15, 20 years plus. Um, what advice would you give to a progressive HR leader that wants to create an exceptional experience for their people? As somebody that has probably one of the best agencies in the world yeah. at creating experiences. So... so for me, it feels a little bit weird if that person is sitting out here and there's all this other stuff going yeah. going on in the marketing and the brand and that sort of stuff. So the first thing I would do is making, we would do or suggest they do is make sure they know everything that's going on in this world and we understand all that. Because I think there'll be a lot of stuff in there that you should either be leveraging in terms of activation or certainly the thinking or approach or doing things. So I... When we, um, when we're building our profile, we're thinking about as much as about getting new talent in as winning new clients, and yeah. I guess that that's a bit of a philosophy. I think you should have within it's as as much about retaining your talent as it is about getting new talent in there as well. So I I would place yourself firmly in kind of with the brand and marketing people, and making sure you are a uh, 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 part of that conversation not necessarily doing yeah. something side on top of that you talked about customer experience but the trouble with customers is they're here there and everywhere your your employees <laughs> uh, your employees are there yeah. they're ready and stuff like that and find your within that I, I you know companies are portfolios they're made up of all these amazing people with different skills passions yep. thoughts beliefs and I you know and often I've looked at it and there's been people in there that in the business that they, that's the person to lead that area th through and it's not necessarily like I remember some of the people in the agency have been the real glue that bonded together they haven't yep. it's taken them longer to progress because they maybe not as skilled in other areas but they have this something in them and I yeah. think if you can find those people to kind uh, uh, a more micro level so you're not it's not 
all coming top down, but you're bringing those, uh, you know, the mini management team or doing, you know, things that we've done like that. Find people that can kind of champion stuff because if it's all coming top down, it's like being told off. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Whereas yeah. if it's coming from within and there is a bit of an openness and, I mean, you have to be prepared to take that feedback on and yeah. be a bit more open and so, some companies aren't ready for that or you have to at least think about the... Yeah. the worst time for a despot is when they become enlightened or something yeah. like that. you have to think about that process and the, I'm sure there's management consultants and people <laughs> like that that would do loads of money from that conversation conversation but I think again finding your heroes and as I said there's some people in the business that have really been the glue and make the culture I think that sometimes yeah. you know, certainly when I've worked on clients there's one random person in the corner that's been there for 12 years. Everyone else is only seems to be in and out and stuff. There's one person being there for 12 years and that person knows everything about that brand, who that person is, who yeah. they need to contact, how all the bits work together. That's not what they do as a job. That's a yeah, set yeah. of extra shit. What, why is that person not being used elsewhere better than that? And possibly, yeah. if you're going to do that, that, that still might still be there for another three years. Yeah, completely. Cool. That's us done. Thanks ever so much. Thanks for Much appreciated. Thanks for cool.